Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. Greetings. Happy Thursday. Steve Dace on the tail end of the dreaded sinus infection. Uh, that would be me, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast, alongside Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. And of course, all of you, thank you for joining us again here today. Elsewhere in the Senate, the Judiciary Committee absolutely grilled Attorney General Merrick Garland on various issues. Here's Mike Lee asking why the DOJ hasn't prosecuted cases of vandalism against pro-life pregnancy centers. I can't hear you. It's too dark in here. Whoops, wrong clip. So how do you explain this disparity uh, uh, by reference to anything other than politicization of what's happening there. The, those who are attacking the pregnancy resources centers, uh, which is a, a horrid thing to do, are doing this at night um, in the dark. Uh, but um, uh, these people who are doing this are clever and are doing it in secret. Senator Ted Cruz asked why Garland isn't protecting conservative Supreme Court justices who have been confronted and threatened. Marshals on scene make that determination in light of the priority of defense. The marshals do not make a determination over whether to prosecute you. The attorney general make a determination and you spent 20 years as a judge and you're perfectly content with justices being afraid for their children's lives. And you did nothing to prosecute. Senator Josh Hawley asked for Garland's thoughts on that FBI field office memo, which painted Orthodox Catholics as, quote, radical traditionalist Catholics. Are you cultivating sources and spies in Latin mass parishes and other Catholic parishes around the country? The Justice Department does not do that. It does not um, um, do investigations based on religion. I saw the document you have. What did you do about it? It's appalling. It's appalling. And now this, check out this headline at Fox News. Drag queen forces child to leave class for denying 73 genders. School teaches anal sex to 11-year-olds. The story details how a sex ed class at a school on the Isle of Man in the UK has been suspended after a drag queen who was teaching the class asked a student to leave because that student stated their belief there are only two genders. The report also says the drag queen taught children as young as 11 how oral and anal sex work and also taught how skin grafts are used in meatball surgeries to give women a fake penis. 500 residents signed the petition condemning the class and its teacher, which resulted in the suspension. Back in the States, here's Dick Levine. March is National Nutrition Month, and the Biden-Harris administration is taking action to support public health by offering evidence-based guidance on nutrition. Good news, Mississippi has become the latest state to ban chemical castration and meatball surgery for minors in the name of gender identity. Here's Governor Tate Reeves. Fundamentally, this is a war on objective scientific truth, and it's a fight over basic biology. No child in Mississippi will have these drugs or surgeries pushed upon them. This stops today. We are taking a stand for all of our children. And now this, New York City Mayor Eric Adams. We are destroying our next generation. We need to build a world that's better for our children. No, we need to build children that's better for our world. It was so right. Don't tell me about no separation of church and state. State is the body, church is the heart. You take the heart out of the body, the body dies. When we took prayers out of schools, guns came into schools. 
Learning Chinese today, today's raises, even a blind clock finds the occasional squirrel twice a day. And that's what happened while we were away. All right, so I, I want to table that Eric Adams clip until tomorrow because it's going to get its own nice. segment on uh, the day group. We've already I've already planned out the agenda for that on tomorrow's show. Our colleague Aaron McIntyre will be our guest panelist tomorrow, and so that that Eric Adams clip I find that fascinating on multiple levels, and I wanted to give it its own conversation. So we're going to do that on the day group tomorrow. As I was watching your montage, Aaron, it a thought occurred to me that the story that of, of the parents signing the petition. To not have that, I mean, you're talking about stuff that would make Sodom and Gomorrah blush, guys. You're talking about stuff that would make Sodom and Gomorrah blush. I mean, those poor saps at Sodom and Gomorrah, they just wanted to have the gay orgies that Anthony Fauci says were, said were A-OK to do during the lockdowns, right? So if you were attending a George Floyd funeral... Or a gay orgy. Remember Anthony Fauci said then you were totes cool to be out of your home uh, during the worst pandemic of all time. Remember. So those those poor saps at Sodom and Gomorrah, I I sort of feel as if um, aligning them with the things that we are witnessing going on in our culture today is is frankly unfair to them. I mean, mean, they, 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 they just wanted to rape adult men. I mean, that had some level of restraint. It's Dennis Miller's old adage. I'd call them scumbags, but that would give a bad name to bags of scum. Yes. I mean, they, they just wanted to rape adult men. All right. So, um, I mean, I'm, it's it's almost election season. So aren't we all about the lesser of two evils now? Right. So, I, you know, I mean, I guess pedo groom. You know what? Let's play that game. Got to vote. Only have two choices. It's a binary choice. Sodom and Gomorrah, we only rape adult men. Pedo groomers, we just rape every living being. Mentally, physically, soulfully, or otherwise. Gotta vote! And God will hold you accountable for that vote. If, you, if you're consistent with that message, you might be invited to CSPAC, yeah. I, that might be the speech I should give at CPAC. In, in, in defense, Dr. Strangelove, how I learned to relax and start loving the lesser of two evils. Indeed. And it, by the way, we are five minutes away from that choice. That long. I, I mean, it's <laughs> maybe 10 or 15, maybe not five, but it ain't an hour. It ain't an hour. Tick, I know that. Tick, tick. Indeed. All right. That, that aside. Okay. Um. This is stuff that makes Sodom and Gomorrah blush. And as I asked you yesterday, and I'll ask it again, what would every other generation of Americans, regardless of socioeconomic status, religiosity, or political affiliation, how would every other generation of Americans responded to a news story like that? In fact, let's put a betting proposition on it, will you? Are you taking sign a petition or the field? What do you think, guys? 
sign a petition or the field of options on that if one. By the field, you mean Mr. T saying pain? I mean, I'm that's not what, I'm not yeah. we're not itemizing what it means, Todd. We're just um, we're just That's just me projecting. Yes, Sorry. that's you. That's you and send uh, that's Todd Erzin of you over at the NSA. But you already knew that. Okay. Let's see. We, we give every other previous generation of Americans every option is on the table, and it's the field of options, and then a carve-out for sign a petition. Sign a petition or the field. What do you think? Yeah, so do I. Anyway, in many respects, that is the same story, or at least it's connected to what Cruz and Hawley... Um, Yes, it is. And Mike Lee are questioning the Attorney General of the United States about. Here's why. In your community, like our, our colleague, our beloved colleague, Sarah Gonzalez, we all adore her, right? She lives down there in the DFW Metroplex area. And she's going to war against the pedo groomer community down there, right? Yeah. Going to war, God bless her. We love her for it, okay? Even there... In, in that blue area of allegedly red Texas, um, where they were arresting women that own hair salons for daring to, uh, daring to open during the virus, right? Okay. Yes. Even, even there, right? Where, where is that, which county is that in the DFW? I can't remember, but it was one of the, maybe it's even Dallas, Dallas County. Dallas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was one of the last counties, I think, in the entire state to get rid of the mask mandate. I think they still have one in Austin, actually. I just, um, but that'll be a forever war. Um, so even there, if they put on the ballot... By popular referendum, you have to allow your kids to get hairy, nutsacked, teabagged by pedo groomers who all ought to be rounded up and put on trial. I don't believe it would pass. In fact, I don't think it'd even be close. Now, I think it'd get like maybe 30% of the vote. But I mean, I think that would look very much like what Ron DeSantis did to the state of Florida last year, even there. So, so why are these sorts of things happening around the country? People aren't consenting to this. They're not. They're 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 even bypassing the spirit of the age. Had this other had this previous process. Boy, those were the days. I miss those shows. Remember the days when we first started doing this for a living 15 years ago, and it was all about how they were going to use unelected judges to impose all this stuff on us. Remember those yes, days? Yes, I do. Oh, gosh, you could just vote Republican for better justices, and our judges would countermangers. Remember theirs? Remember those days? It was a simpler time. Adorable. Yes, it was. Five years ago. Um, they're just the entire governmental process. In fact, you actually, you, a lot of us did do that. And fairly successfully. And, and even got the likes of Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, who have been colossal disappointments overall as justices on the court so far. You even got them to overturn Roe. And notice that the other side didn't run in the next election on, we've got to, you got to vote Democrat for better justices. They just sent the mobs to their homes. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? We're, we're just, we're bypassing. The social compact is broken. It is broken. Our forefathers 
because they viewed the social compact broken. That's what no taxation without representation meant, that we're, we are Englishmen. We are English gentlemen. We are afforded representation by law, going all the way back to our traditions of the Magna Carta 300 years ago at the time. You're, we're not Americans. You're denying us what English common law says we have a right to. Representation, agency. You're telling us we don't have it. And they, 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 they called themselves Americans once the crown made it clear it was no longer going to view them as Englishmen. In that, in that, in that battle, our forefathers were the ones that said, therefore, since the social compact is broken, we will not fight you as gentlemen. We will not go out into the fields, out into the open fields. We will, have, of course, have breakfast. Uh, the shooting will begin at 10. We'll all line up. Okay. Uh, the shooting begins at 10. Uh, we break at 1030 for tea. Uh, then we shoot again for another half hour or so. We break for lunch. Right. And then we just see who's standing after lunch and decide whether to go on. We're not doing that. There's more of you. You're better trained. We're kind of a ragtag group here. So we're going to hide in the trees. And shoot you all in the back, like whenever we want. And sometimes at night. Because the social compact is broken. So therefore, we are not going to afford these rules of engagement. We're not going to accommodate you with these any longer. We will not comply. In our era, it is the people attempting to break our way of life that have done this. You know, we, we claim as conservatives, we are conserving. Well, before there was a constitution, there was, yeah, I like wars better when you die and not me. So we're going to go with the plan that makes that happen. And that's how you got to a constitution. They recognized the social compact was broken. Didn't violate the laws of nature and nature's God. Like we didn't like, you know, like the scene in the Patriot. We weren't the ones locking redcoats into churches and burning them in there alive. But if it's a war, then it's a war. We will, short of violating the laws of nature and nature's God, we will do whatever it takes to win. Because the social compact is broken. We're not going to accommodate you on that level any longer. This is what they have done to us. First, they broke it. When they just bypassed the entire legislative process and went right to edicts from judges for a generation. And they made sure before they did that, they invaded the law schools to change what terms like stare decisis and precedent and all those sort, all those things meant. They got rid of the natural law. They got rid of Blackstone. They brought in the legal positivists. They brought in the progressivism. So they so they they seeded the law schools with their demonic ideology, got those people in positions on benches around the country all the way to the highest levels and created a ruling class that circumvented the actual ruling class, the people. And this was very successful for a generation. Took us a while to catch up. And yes, I, I, there have been some very disappointing judicial nominees from Trump, especially if you are a January 6th prisoner. There's also been some excellent ones at the exact same time. And so we've seen Roe v. Wade overturned. We've seen religious freedom defended fundamentally on a couple of different cases, right? And so now they've realized, okay, like the courts still might tilt to our advantage, but, it, but, but you have to understand on their side, they, the advantage is determined by dominance. 
Like the idea that you can't exist is how they determine advantage. Like the idea of contemplating you and your existence is anathema in this area. That's how they determine advantage. Not that we win more than you do. It's that you don't exist. This is the deal. The, the social compact over there for th- that they offer us now is you proverbially slur- slit your throat or we will do it for you. That's, that's the offer now. You slit your throat or we'll just do it for you. I mean, just kind of whatever, however you want to bleed out. But this ends with a bleed out. Metaphorically speaking. So now that, you know, after a few decades of voting for Mitt Romney's and John McCain's and Bush's and getting nowhere... You've, you put in an outsider and Trump finally got at least somewhere and started making an actual dent in their hegemony over the judicial branch, including the smashing of their ultimate shibboleth Roe v. Wade, the OG of their idols. So their answer is not to say, let's double down now on the previous process of judicial fiat. They're just going to bypass judicial fiat now, and they're just going to impose it into you, upon you at the street level. We'll march on your judges' homes. The restaurant, bar, cafe right across the street from where you live or the school where your kids are at, we will assault them right there in your grill. And what will you do about it? They're now, the enemy now is the one acting as if the social compact is broken, which it is because he broke it. He broke it. We're over here behaving as if it still exists. We're the redcoats now. We're the ones like, guys, uh, we have elections. And can we at least count the votes maybe this time? Would that be okay? Uh, the, the actual votes. Can we get maybe a voter ID? We're out here fighting for uh, the ability to post on Twitter. They are literally dropping testicles into your kids' mouths. Literally. Literally doing this. D-E-A-C-E. They're literally doing this. Literally happening. And, in all, and all over the country, including freaking Texas. Literally just dropping a scrotum, a wrinkly scrotum right on your kid's face. And we're over here like, um, how about a voter ID law? You know how much this drives me nuts. Okay, we're, we, are, we are the Redcoats. We're going to lose like this. We are following a process that no longer applies. So then what do we do? We have to change our premise, which requires a change of paradigm. Here is the new premise, and here is the new paradigm. Since it was by power, by the raw exercise of power, that they have imposed these things upon us, guess what it's going to take to get rid of them? I'm going to listen. I'm going to go to CPAC. And I'm going to listen to my favorite conservative speaker, and um, I'll buy the same book. He's republished nine times since I started buying it in the 80s. And, but at first, I got to make sure I watch uh, Fox and Friends. Okay, we, we've been doing that one for, you know, since Bill O'Reilly was still relevant. How's that working out? Where are we at with that paradigm? Is it working okay? It's all about persuasion, Poorly. right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's only... So... so if by sheer exercise of raw power, meaning they just do the stuff they believe in without any consent at all, that's how we got here. It will there, therefore be by the sheer exercise and taking of power that we will get things back. That is the new paradigm. 
That is the new premise. That's why I got so frustrated when someone sent me a note, was it a couple of weeks ago on Feedback Friday? Hey, we took over control of our state party. What do we do? do we, you know, and I, looked, I said, don't you dare not exercise that power. I want the 1812 overture. I want mushroom clouds, body bags, metaphorically speaking. They're going to say and write all the same. Don't be a Republican. Be an American. They're going to write and say all the same damn things about you, whether you keep all but one, none of them, half of them, only get rid of one or two. You're a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, homophobic bigot, no matter what you do. Earn the spite. Earn it. Feed off of it. Be fueled by it. Just like we don't believe in cheap grace around here, Mr. Bonhoeffer, we also don't believe in cheap spite. Nah, earn it. Make them bleed. Here's the new paradigm. You bleed now. Metaphorically speaking, that's the new paradigm. You bleed. Fair trials and everything. Yep, absolutely. I mean, we're not going to violate the laws of nature and nature's God. We're not going to be vigilantes. We're not going to be posses. But we are actually going to use the power that our creator says we have and we must. And what is that ultimate power? Paul writes in Romans 13 that the point of government, God allows civil government for bringing the sword of righteousness against the evildoer. We will exercise that power. We will. And we will be fueled and we will feed off of your laments, complaints, cries, the wailing of your women if you even know what those are anymore. They are doing things out of raw power. It will take the exercise, therefore, of lawful power, and nothing short of that, to stop them. Which brings us back to one of the ultimate prime directives of this show, We are not a nation of laws, and we never have been. We are a nation of political will, and we always will be. Stop bragging about being a silent majority. Frankly, it's a self-own. Wait a minute, you've got the numbers and you're letting this stuff happen? That's a self-own. We turn that into a prideful idol. That should be an embarrassment. We've got the numbers and they just do this to our kids in our own libraries? Restaurants, neighborhoods, schools. Power is the new paradigm. The acquisition of power and the utilization of power. That is the paradigm. Otherwise, we the people is nothing. It's worse than a blog. It's a line on a Hallmark card. The new paradigm is power. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, I'm Laura Ingram. This is Ingram Angle from Washington tonight. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, he's going to join us here live in just a few moments. We have a lot to go over with him, of course. But first, the FBI versus America. That's the focus of tonight's angle. Do you ever stop during the course of your day and wonder, 
how did things get so off track in America? Now, I'm just not talking about the lousy economy or high prices either. A lot of our bedrock values seem to be in short supply. Respect for elders, respect for our history, respect for our constitution. How about just basic decency? You just put a magazine in it and you still try to load it. Stupid I'm gonna kill you! Oh, she knows when I come back, she's gonna die. The rank, depravity, the viciousness, the casual nature of the violence today seems different, at least from what I remember seeing growing up. Now, one thing is obvious. When we can't expect our next generations to respect the rule of law, we, can't, we certainly can't if our own FBI is perceived to be flouting the basic idea of equal justice under the law. Well, operating within an obvious political bias, as it did recently against my next guest, Mark Houck, a pro-life activist in Pennsylvania, he's going to tell his story. It was all exposed today, though, during the grilling of A.G. Merrick Garland. This is a case where a Catholic pro-life demonstrator, father, was accused of disorderly conduct in front of an abortion center. The local prosecutor, the Philadelphia district attorney, who is a Democrat, a liberal, very progressive, declined to prosecute. And then after all of that, your Justice Department sent between 20 and 30 armed agents in the early morning hours to the Houck's private residence to arrest this guy after he had offered to turn himself in voluntarily. Here's the photo once again. You can see the long guns. You can see the ballistic shields. All I know is what uh, the FBI has said, which is that they made decisions on the ground as to what was safest and easiest. Are you telling me that in your opinion as attorney general, it was objectively necessary to use 20 or 30 SWAT-style agents with long guns and ballistic shields for these people? What I'm saying is that decisions about how to go about this were made on the ground by FBI agents. So you're saying that is a disgraceful performance by your Justice Department and a disgraceful use of resources. Now, Holly was masterful. And everyone, including liberals, know that the FBI gives kid gloves treatment to liberal activists who vandalize property, terrorize people, smash and loot. Now, there's little to no chance that they're going to be treated like Mr. Houck. Garland had pathetic excuses, but Senator Lee, he had the facts. In 2022 and for the first couple of months of 2023, DOJ has announced charges against 34 individuals for blocking access to or vandalizing abortion clinics. And there have been over 81 reported attacks on pregnancy centers, 130 attacks on Catholic churches since the leak of the Dobbs decision, and only two individuals have been charged. So how do you explain this disparity uh, uh, by reference to anything other than politicization of what's happening there? I will say you're quite right. There are many more prosecutions with respect uh, to the um, um, blocking of the, uh, um, of the abortion centers, but that is generally because they are, those actions are taken in, uh, with photography at the time, um, uh, during the daylight, and uh, seeing the person who did it is uh, quite easy. Um, the, those who are attacking the pregnancy resources centers, uh, which is a, a horrid thing to do, are doing this at night um, in the dark. Ah, it's the pro-sunshine bias. I got it. 
Oh my goodness, Garland has zero credibility. And when it was Cruz's time to question him, ooh boy. But in the wake of the leak of the Dobbs decision, when rioters descended at the homes of six Supreme Court justices, night after night after night, you did nothing. When extremist groups like Ruth Senos and Jane's Revenge openly organized campaigns of harassment at the homes of justices, you sat on your hands. When these same groups posted online information about where the justices worship, or their home addresses, or where their kids went to school, you again sat on your hands and did nothing. Has the Department of Justice brought even a single case under this statute? The job of the United States Marshals is to defend the lives so of the So the answer is no. Is to defend the lives of the justices, and that's their number one priority. They have Why are you unwilling to say no? The answer is no. You know it's no. I know it's no. Everyone in this, in this hearing room knows it's no. Well, of course it is. Well, Garland is just another Biden administration official who refuses any accountability. He's not going to apologize for what's happening because this is their plan to weaponize the DOJ. That's what they need to do to defeat Republicans, or so they think. Now, look at how they've treated some of the January 6th defendants that we've documented here on The Angle, held in solitary confinement for parading through the Capitol, years in jail. It's why the release of those tapes is so important. The FBI lies and the DOJ covers for them. And nowhere did we see this bias used more egregiously than against Donald Trump. I believe your intention, and I believe it's a political intention to indict President Trump, became infinitely harder when classified documents were discovered repeatedly at President Biden's multiple residences. Those were first discovered on November 2nd, six days before the prior election. Department of Justice was notified on November 4th, and yet miraculously there was no leak about the classified documents at President Biden's home when it politically benefited the effort to go after and charge Donald Trump, DOJ leak. Leaks under all circumstances are inappropriate and they were not directed by anyone in the- That's called deflect and deny. Oh, of course leaks are inappropriate, always. And they're apparently carried out by a ghost. <laughs> Don't know who did it, ever. Now, Garland certainly didn't seem as worked up about that as the FBI's Richmond field office was about Catholics who attend the Latin Mass. When Garland was pressed on this memorandum that basically targeted traditionalist Catholics, there was nowhere to go but, well, join the outrage. They advocated for, and I quote, the exploration of new avenues for tripwire and source development against traditionalist Catholics it's their, their language, including those who favor the Latin mass. Attorney General, are you cultivating sources and spies in Latin mass parishes? How did it happen? That's what they're looking into. But I'm totally in agreement with you. That document is appalling. Well, the bottom line is those Republican senators conclusively demonstrated that our DOJ doesn't care that our laws aren't being applied equally to their political opponents. Where, why, why isn't the guy in the Richmond field office fired? Is that, why is he still or she still working there? You know, there's simply too many indefensible examples out there from targeting Trump with that bogus Russian collusion nonsense to targeting parents at school board meetings. 
So now it's up to Republicans to use the power of the purse to stop once and for all this madness. The politicization of the department is a problem. And you can tell your department, not a chance in hell we're going to be reauthorizing that thing without some major, major reforms. Your department is not trusted because it has been politicized. Without trust in government, things will continue to spiral in the United States. The way you vote, the church you attend, should never affect the way the government, especially the FBI, with all the powers it has, to treat you under the law any differently. The use of federal power to punish political adversaries is what we expect in Beijing, maybe Moscow, but not in Washington. And that's the angle. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson. Tonight there is a verdict in that very depressing but also Byzantine and interesting murder trial in South Carolina tonight. We've got Judge Janine in a moment to take us through exactly what happened and what happens next. But first, you always imagine in your mind's eye that it's evil men who destroy a society, wild-eyed, spit-flecked dictators pounding the podium to demand the annihilation of their enemies. That's the Hollywood version of it. But in real life, people like that rarely get very far. They're too obvious. It's not the cartoon demons you've got to worry about. It's weak men in positions of power. They're the most dangerous. Men with no principles but the desire for self-preservation. Hollow men who live in terror of being revealed for who they really are. Men who will do anything to save themselves. That's who you should be afraid of. And you can see that in our current moment. The weakest are the most destructive. How much of his childhood do you think Adam Kinzinger spent hanging from the wedgie nail? How many swirlies did Eric Swalwell endure in high school? How old was Adam Schiff before a girl other than his sister kissed him voluntarily? It makes you shudder to think about it. These are sad, insecure, broken men filled with envy and bitterness from their lonely childhoods. They hate you because they hate themselves. It's not their masculinity that's toxic, it's their lack of it. That's really the story of the Biden administration. The weakest president in history joined forces with the weakest attorney general in history to create a police state. Shocking? Well, once you understand the principle, it shouldn't really surprise you. And it's funny now to remember that the smart people in Washington once told us that Merrick Garland was a moderate. They thought that, apparently, because when Garland's promised Supreme Court seat didn't materialize, he cried. Oh, he's crying, they thought. He's so sensitive and thoughtful. But no. Merrick Garland was crying for himself because he is a self-pitying careerist with no perspectives on his own life whose job is everything to him. He is, in other words, literally the last person you would ever put in charge of the Department of Justice. So naturally, Joe Biden did. And that turned out to be a pivotal decision. Merrick Garland has presided over the most aggressive attack on civil liberties, and in particular an attack on the practice of traditional Christianity that any living American has seen. Now, Garland would never say that in public, of course. That would be too straightforward. His approach is feline, not canine. Every word is a weasel word. But under sustained questioning, the real Merrick Garland emerges, and it is filthy and dishonest. Here he was in the Senate yesterday, facing off against Mike Lee of Utah. DOJ has announced charges against 34 individuals for blocking access to or vandalizing abortion clinics. And there have been over 81 reported attacks on pregnancy centers, 130 attacks on Catholic churches, 
since the leak of the Dobbs decision, and only two individuals have been charged. So how do you explain this disparity? We apply the law equally. Um, I will say you are quite right. There are many more prosecutions with respect uh, to the um, um, blocking of the, uh, um, of the abortion centers, but that is generally because they are, those actions are taken in, uh, with photography at the time, um, uh, during the daylight, and uh, seeing the person who did it is uh, quite easy. Um, the, those who are attacking the pregnancy resources centers, uh, which is a, a horrid thing to do, are doing this at night um, in the dark. Okay. In case you didn't follow that, we quote, apply the law equally. We just can't for some reason manage to investigate crimes that occur after dark. It's the sundown rule, well known in legal circles. It's hard to believe that Merrick Garland actually said that in a Senate hearing until you remember that, of course, he will say anything and he does. We're not persecuting Christians, he'll tell you. Then he'll send the FBI after Mark Houck. Houck is a pro-life lay preacher who was praying outside an abortion clinic when a pro-abortion extremist harassed his 12-year-old son. So as any father would, Houck shoved the man out of his son's face. That's what happened. It was not a crime. We know that because no local prosecutor pursued it. And it is certainly, without question, not a federal felony to push a lunatic out of your 12-year-old son's face. But under Merrick Garland, it is now a felony. Almost a year after that happened, Garland sent armed men to arrest Mark Houck in front of his family. On September 23rd, about 6.45 in the morning, uh, that, that's uh, when those 20-so-called so agents, full SWAT gear, uh, heavily armored vests, ballistic shields, helmets, uh, battering ram, um, banged on my door. Yesterday, Josh Hawley asked Garland to explain that behavior, the utterly indefensible totalitarian behavior. And Merrick Garland, of course, in his soft-spoken way, was delighted to defend it. Let's take a look at the hardened criminals that your Justice Department sent these armed agents to go terrorize on that morning. Here they are. Here they are at mass. Here's the seven children with Mr. Houck and his wife. He has offered to turn himself in, and this is who you go to terrorize. You are the attorney general. Give me your answer. Do you think that it was objectively reasonable and they followed your guidelines in sending 20 to 30 armed agents to terrorize these people? Yes or no? The facts I have, which are those presented by the FBI, are not consistent with your description. So you think it was reasonable? I'm saying the facts are not as you describe. You use an unbelievable show of force with guns that I just note liberals usually decry. We're supposed to hate long, long guns and assault-style weapons. You're happy to deploy them against Catholics and innocent children. He doesn't care. He's got no soul, obviously. And if anything, Josh Hawley's description is too narrow. It's not just Catholics that Merrick Garland has targeted with force. It's anybody who expresses a belief in biblical Christianity in public. But it is true that Catholics do seem to be getting a disproportionate share of federal law enforcement attention under Joe Biden. The FBI, as you may know, just drafted a memo claiming that radical traditional Catholics are somehow a national security threat, presumably because they tend to pray outside of abortion clinics. In March of 2021, Paul Vaughn and 10 others were peacefully praying at an abortion clinic in Tennessee. They didn't damage any property. They hurt no one. More than a year after they dared to do that to pray, Merrick Garland sent the FBI to terrorize Vaughn and his 11 children at their home. 
But if you're not going to let me, then I'll, I'll just... No, I'll I want to know why you were banging on my door with a gun. You're not going to tell me anything? No, we're not. I, I, I tried. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You did not try. You have to wonder when you see a tape like that, where are so-called Christian leaders? Where's Russell Moore and all the other breastfeeding Christians as that happens, as the U.S. government cracks down on Christianity, on prayer? Silent. Paul Vaughn and his co-conspirators now face more than a decade in prison. Meanwhile, just in case you want to know what the scale is for punishment, the Department of Justice under Joe Biden let half the rioters go who tried to torch a courthouse in Oregon. No charges whatsoever. Of 99 cases that the Portland U.S. attorney brought over that courthouse siege for crimes like assaulting federal officers and civil disorder, more than 47 were dropped by DOJ. The most serious penalties for most of the defendants who pleaded guilty turned out to be community service. So the DOJ under Merrick Garland absolves Joe Biden voters of actual terrorism while doing everything they can to terrify, humiliate, and destroy people who pray in public. They're targeting specifically anyone who is religious, humiliating them in front of their children. Now, why are they doing this? Well, because on some level, all governments hate religious people because it's competition. And revolutionary governments, totalitarian governments, go after religious people first. It happened in the French Revolution, happened in the Bolshevik Revolution, and it's happening now. That's why parents who dare to complain about their children being sexually indoctrinated and openly sexualized are attacked, in some cases, by the DOJ. Again, you can see why. Young people raised to believe that God is in charge are much harder for the government to control as they grow up. They won't worship the government. But, by contrast, if a child is raised to be a narcissist, someone who thinks, well, I can change my gender, he will grow up confused, weak, and reliant on the people in charge of the state. It's a very simple principle. It's why the Maoist government went after Tibetan monks. Anyone who sincerely believes in God is a threat, and that is the measure of a free country in the end. Are you allowed to believe that there's an authority higher than the people in charge of your government? That has always been the hallmark of America, religious liberty. It's in the First Amendment. But in Canada, of course, that's all disappeared. Canada has now become an atheist totalitarian state with amazing speed. And in Canada, it's now a crime to object to sexualized drag shows for children. You're not allowed to say a word. Late last month's month, a pastor in Calgary was violently throw, thrown out of an all-ages, in other words, for children, drag queen story hour for daring to object to the sexualization of children. Watch this. So that's the video. That's what happened. Who committed the violence in that video? The guy on the ground was the pastor. Before we answer the question, some context will remind you that in Canada, showing any disloyalty at all to the Trudeau government could get your bank account frozen and your truck seized. So maybe you're not surprised to learn that that man on the ground, whose name is Pastor Derek Reamer, who showed profound disrespect for Justin Trudeau's ongoing efforts to sexualize children and mutilate the genitals of children, 
woke up yesterday to the police banging on his door and telling him he was going to be arrested. Why is showing up at my home? Because this is where you live, right? Yeah, you guys you could call me and we could... Sorry, what's that? You could have called me. I've been trying to. When? This morning. We need to talk about what happened on the weekend at the scene, right? Why do we need to talk about it? Because you're going to be arrested for it and charged. Okay. So we can, we can go deal with it this morning, or I can just put warrants out for you. Charged with what? Mischief and causing disturbance. Where are all the professional Christians? You have to wonder that again. Where's David French and Beth Moore and Tim Keller and all these people who are defending Christianity as actual Christians are being arrested for being Christians? Hmm. Not a word. Well, today, Pastor Derek Reamer confirmed that a warrant was out for his arrest for hate crimes, and he was right about that. He was not overstating it because this afternoon he was literally arrested. Why? Is there a reason you're blocking me from using the sidewalk? Obstruction, they're working here. I'm not going to obstruct them. Don't worry, I'm not going to run. <laughs> I'm not worried about you. We're just going to stay out of their workspace. Do you mind if I ask you what he's being arrested for? You're going to provide your identification. Pardon? Will you provide your ID? It's for you to answer the question. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why is he being arrested? He has warrants. Warrants out for his arrest? This is what happens when we go against the Drake. Wow! That doesn't look like the Canada you thought you knew. All Molson and sled dogs or some stormtrooper in sunglasses won't answer a question before you provide your ID. And then the pastor sitting in a car with bars on the windows getting hauled away to jail for being thrown to the ground at Drag Queen Story Hour. Subscribe to the Fox News YouTube channel to catch our nightly opens, stories that are changing the world and changing your life. I'm Tucker Carlson tonight.